I have learned to know the Father and thy holy, precious Son. Now I learn to know thy nature, like my mother to become. In the heavens are we distanced from the men of God? No, reason stares at the thought. Welcome back to In Her Image, a podcast where we are seeking and celebrating our mother God through scripture, scholarship, the arts, and everyday life. I'm your host, Kate, and as I said, we love to celebrate Heavenly Mother through the arts, and we love it when artists uh, reach out to us and share what they've been working on. So tonight, I have a guest. Um, Her name is Marlisa. Wooten. I don't know if you don't want me to say your last name or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's Wooten. Wooten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Marlisa Wooten. Mm-hmm. And Marlisa reached out to us because she has been working on a compilation of poems and a collection of hymns. So some rewrites and arrangements of some hymns with an emphasis on Heavenly Mother. And we'll get more into that. Um, Marlisa is uh, currently a student getting her doctorate in audiology and she's been playing the piano for 20 years and composing for nearly as long as she's been playing. Uh, she's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and she feels the closest to her heavenly parents when playing, singing, or creating music. Um, so Marlisa, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited and honored to be on this podcast. I listen every week, and so I'm just so excited to be here. That is great. If you feel the same, if anyone out there feels the same, we would love to talk to you. <laughs> so <laughs> don't be intimidated. Um, so as I said, Marlisa reached out um, about this book, Praises, which is now um, published and available on Amazon and we'll kind of get to the details there um, in a minute, but I'm looking at the manuscript right now. And um, so is there anything else you want to share about yourself, about your journey um, to like discovering Heavenly Mother? Has it always been something you thought about or what's your journey been like? Yeah. So um, to be honest, I was one of those Um, girls growing up who just never really gave Heavenly Mother much of a thought. I was just kind of perfectly content to stay in my little picture-perfect Mormon world. Um, Yeah, and it was about a year and a half ago um, when I was finally able to come out to myself as bi, and then immediately after uh, came out to my husband and um i'm now out publicly but um the reason i mention that is because it really set off this chain of events where i started deconstructing everything that i had really learned about um the the gospel of jesus christ and about my faith and my beliefs and really started to rebuild. So I, I just kind of stripped everything away. And the only things that I left were that I believed that my heavenly parents loved me and um, that I believed that Jesus Christ was my savior 
and that was it <laughs> mm-hmm. really and so i just kind of started to rebuild everything but in this um like reconstruction of my faith and rediscovering my beliefs i um just really started to dive in deeply, not just to LGBTQ um, related topics and issues and discussions, but I jumped from that into learning more about Heavenly Mother. And I just have been absolutely devouring everything I can possibly get my hands on about that. And I have been learning more about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and the things that he actually said and taught and, um, Anyway, yeah, so that was kind of the event that triggered my deconstruction and reconstruction, and um, that really got me diving deeply into the doctrine of Heavenly Mother and um, got me seeking to really build a relationship with her, uh, which was not something that I had ever um really considered or tried to do it's unfortunately not something that we talk about in the church um which is really sad because i at least at church when i have gone and the wards i have been to um we talk all the time about building a relationship with our heavenly father or with our savior um or even with the holy ghost but unfortunately heavenly mother is almost always just completely left out of that um but i think that the reason that i jumped so quickly from learning more about LGBTQ um, issues and discussions to Heavenly Mother was because looking back on it, I really feel like um, she played an integral role in just kind of helping me through the coming out process. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. How... How so? I want to hear more about that. How did she help you in that coming out process? Yeah, so it was, um, it was just hard, honestly. Um, so I, I finally was able to put the word, um, by to the experiences that I was having because I just, like, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it exactly. Like, we hear all the time about, like, oh, yeah, I had to come out to myself before I could come out to anyone else. And as stupid as that sounds, like, yeah, I've been by my entire life. And this is the experience that I have had my entire life. But it wasn't until I was able to fully um, come to terms with attributing that word to correctly describe the experiences that I was having um, that I, I really was able to see myself a little bit more as I was and as I am and as my heavenly parents made me um and so shortly after I came out um I also was doing more research on uh people with disabilities, specifically children with disabilities and hearing loss. Um, I am currently a second year in the Doctor of Audiology program at Arizona State University, and I want to be a pediatric audiologist, which means I will um, almost definitely be working on the daily with children with additional disabilities in conjunction with hearing loss. 
Um, so as I was learning more about these disabilities, I started learning more about autism and come to find out I'm autistic. And that was the same type of experience of I've been having all of these experiences my entire life. And it wasn't until I finally had the word to describe it that I was like, oh, my whole life makes sense now. <laughs> and um, all this to say in a really roundabout way, I just really feel like she was kind of the one holding my hand through that process I feel like like when I finally had that light bulb moment of like oh I'm autistic and that's that is the word that correctly describes who I am and what I'm experiencing or oh I'm bi and that's the word that correctly describes who I am and what I experience I feel like that came I don't know if directly from me specifically but I feel really like that came from my heavenly mother um that that was um divine inspiration on her part and nudging me in the right direction of like okay you are doing great but there are a few more things about yourself that I need you to know because this is the way that I made you um and so in I guess just learning more about myself and really kind of um walking through the process of like identity um and and redefining my identity as a queer person and as a person with autism um I I just there's absolutely no way that she wasn't there just holding my hand through everything I mean and and there were a lot of hard times that came with that as well there was a lot of um depression and anxiety and struggles and questioning myself and gaslighting myself and all kinds of things and I really feel like it was her holding my hand through everything to remind me like no this is who you are and you're great and it's gonna be okay I love yeah everything you shared it really resonates that the journey of self-discovery and the journey of discovering who our mother is or like the person that we're created in the image of would mm -hmm. go hand in hand. And that, yeah, I mean, in my own ways, in different ways, I have felt like I've finally cracked open like who I actually am and not mm -hmm. just the product of like what the patriarchal system like does you know handed me told me to be exactly and, and that's like so yeah it's sort of like the chicken or the egg you know was it heavenly mother first or was it the self-discovery but it was like you know our mothers tend to know us the best <laughs> and I'm sure heavenly father knows us just as intimately but but to know both parents really mm -hmm. helps to get give us all, male and female, like no matter what our orientation is like in any life experience, like to know both our parents gives us a better or a 3D view of who we are. So I really honestly don't think it would be possible for me or anyone to learn more about themselves and come to know themselves more deeply and intimately um, without coming to learn more about God and the, the 
God in whose image they were made. I just, I really don't think it would be possible for us to come to love and accept and understand ourselves as our heavenly parents made us without us coming to better and more fully understand our heavenly mother and heavenly father. I agree. And one of the things that um, popped up in my mind was you said you also grew up as a member of the church Mm -hmm. and growing up in the young women's program where one of the values that we studied was divine nature. And so I think like, I think that there were seeds planted Mm -hmm. our whole lives, right? Like telling us that we are divine, but I don't know, you know, it took till I was like almost 30 to be like, oh, like femininity is divine. Like womanhood is actually divine. It's not just like a sub level of, anyway, I, I just think we have to learn our true natures, which comes with, um, all the things we're born with and all the variations that we're all born with and coming to know that all of that is divine. It's, it's all part of an expression of, of divinity and knowing the male and female faces of God. So I, I digress. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Amen to that. (laughs) Amen to everything you just said. (laughs) Yeah. if, If only we still study the divine nature uh, values in young women's we could we could rewrite that for them right mm-hmm. clarify it a little bit so how long have you been working on this book praises and what what inspired it and and then we can jump into some of your favorite pieces and how they were written and, and so on sure yeah so um I really wasn't planning on writing a book <laughs> I um, have been playing piano basically my whole life. I've been writing music basically my whole life. And um, really each of the individual uh, poems and songs that are in this book were pieces that really kind of came to me as I hit major moments of inspiration on my journey of faith deconstruction and reconstruction. So this is really a product of that. Um, What prompted me to put it all into a book is that I am a poor college student (laughs) and I needed the money. So (laughs) I knew there was an audience. Yeah, I knew there was an audience. I'd appreciate if anyone who can and is able to purchase my book would purchase my book. That would help me, you know, pay rent and stuff while I'm in school. Um, But above and beyond that, like this really, um, it's been cool to see it kind of all come together and see it all put together as as a book, as a collection, and to see how... um, really all of these pieces that were written in the last year and a half or so um, throughout my deconstruction reconstruction journey have um, like really shaped each of the individual individual songs when you arranged like the order of this so this is it looks like 34 pages something like that that sounds right yep. yeah um, so when you arranged the order of like some of, so it's a mixture of, of hymns and poems, 
Mm -hmm. Was that in relation to like your journey or I'm just sort of curious. (laughs) Um, no, there's not really any particular order to these. So yeah, most of them are, um, a play on, um, well-known hymns. Um, there are two that are, um, just originals one of them being uh, a poem called i call i see and that is the very first one in the book um i'm not usually a poet usually all of my poetry goes to music because i'm a musician um but that one is just a poem and uh the other one that is an original is the song my heavenly family and um i i guess those two kind of ended up going first because I think they meant the most to me because they were originals. Um, and I, I felt like they were inspired. I know that sounds cheesy and maybe a bit, I don't know, pretentious to say, but I, I really do. I, I'm one of those people where I feel the spirit the strongest when I am, um, playing music, singing music, making music, and um those are the times when i feel like inspiration strikes the biggest for me um oh yeah well that's not cheesy at all i think that (laughs) can relate to that and only written besides like a few silly songs like i've only written like one like good song (laughs) and it was on my mission and it was like a flood like it all of a sudden you know within like one day i had written this whole song Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I've had that experience writing poetry, especially about Heavenly Mother, where it's just like something opened the floodgate. So tell us the story of my heavenly family for Oh My Family. Um, Oh, yeah. So this one, it's called My Heavenly Family. Um, So this one I um, ended up writing in about 20 minutes. Uh, (laughs) And that is the fastest that I have ever ever had inspiration strike it will probably be the fastest that inspiration has ever struck period so record for me there (laughs) as far as that goes um and there's seven verses there are yeah um (laughs) so at the time that i wrote this so i was in a family ward in the greater phoenix area and my calling was the greatest calling in the entire church that being singing time leader and i absolutely loved it it was by far the greatest thing so i already just constantly had all of these little kid church songs stuck in my head all the time anyway Mm -hmm. and um yeah but essentially what happened was i woke up one day with a tune stuck in my head and i had been humming it all morning and then i messaged my family I sent him a video and I was like, what is this tune? Like, it's been stuck in my head all day, like, I all morning. I have no idea what it's from. This is from something. And everyone responded like, no, I don't really know what that's from, if anything. And I was like, okay, it must be an original, must be inspiration, mm-hmm. because I woke up humming it. And I sat down and um, put the put the words to it just so quickly. It just was like, inspiration was fire hosing down from heaven and I was Mm -hmm. just trying to catch it as fast (laughs) as I could um but what I wanted to do was just write a song not just about 
Heavenly Father or about Christ as um, separate beings, but I wanted to write about our Heavenly Mother, our Heavenly Father, our Savior Jesus Christ, and the Spirit, and us all as a heavenly family, as a, a single unit, and as, um, you know, the Mother, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost being the heavenly family. And so I ended up writing a verse about each of them and the ways that they really influence us individually on the day to day and the way that they uh, can have a hand on our lives. Um, yeah, I'd love to share, like read through some of the verses. Would that be okay? Yes, I know it's please. kind of long, but feel free to sing um, them if you want. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd feel comfortable enough. That's fine. I love to sing, but I'm not a singer. Ooh. I'm not I I am self-aware enough that I can <laughs> sing on tune, mm -hmm. uh, but not well not nearly as well as I would like to. Um all yeah, right, read so, some any any and all of the verses that you'd like to share. Great. I'll just I'll just read through them real quick. They're only two lines each. So uh, it starts, I have a family here on earth who love and help me too, so I will try to be like them in everything I do. Uh, then the chorus goes, oh, my family, they love me. I know just like them I can be. Uh, let's see. So the second verse, I have a family up in heaven. They look like me and you. They sent us here to earth to live and love just like they do. Um, this verse is about Heavenly Father. The Father is the patriarch. His power is supreme. So I will pray and worship him, my God and heavenly king. The next one is about the mother. The mother is the matriarch of heaven up above. I see her all around me in the nature that I love. Um, I think these two verses were the ones that I had to sit and spend the most amount of time on. Um, so the reason being, like I said, I was doing singing time. And I wanted to get all of the little kids to sing the song. But um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, if you want to have a song sung in church or teach a song in church that is not specifically published by the church, you have to get it approved by the bishop. Um, so I knew that I was going to have to get this approved by a man. And I was not sure mm -hmm. how orthodox he was. I absolutely adored my bishop like he was he was great but um I just I didn't know and so I didn't know how um liberal in my writing of the verse about heavenly mother I could be um and I really kind of felt pigeonholed into writing like the father is supreme and we pray to him and we worship him all mm -hmm. of which are accurate statements and um, but I just felt like I had to write all of those things, mm -hmm. whereas in order to set him up as greater right. than and make what I was writing and including a verse about Heavenly Mother explicitly, um, seem more acceptable. Um, right. And I can like imagine a primary class singing this song. Like I, I, I agree with what you said the way you wrote it, you know, is, um, 
palatable to all. <laughs> mhm mhm. Yeah, and and I do I do really love the way that it came out and I do really love the verse about um about our heavenly father and being the patriarch and I made sure to teach all the kids what the word patriarch means and then said in the verse about our heavenly mother the mother is the matriarch. Mm-hmm. And so we learned like okay, patriarch means that you are the father and the leader mm-hmm. and then I was like okay, so what does matriarch mean and they all got it immediately like oh, that means that she's the mother leader and I was like yes and then we got to learn a little bit more about Heavenly Mother and I could see all of the adult leaders kind of like clenching their seats like (sighs) what's she gonna do is she gonna go off the rails and I did not I stuck to things that like have only been said like within um you know general conference and um I felt really comfortable putting the line in there, I see her all around me in the nature that I love Mm -hmm. uh, due to some of the songs that we have about Heavenly Father and Christ and seeing them through creation. And so where that was already something that had um, kind of been explored um, and it being a personal experience, I mean, who doesn't feel close to the ultimate creators and our ultimate creator i mean i truly believe that the powers of creation are um uniquely and divinely feminine priesthood um well priestesshood powers Mm -hmm. and um I just, I don't think there's any way that you could possibly be out in nature and appreciating it and, you know, on hikes and, um, that kind of thing without just, and rooting and grounding yourself in heavenly mother you know Mm -hmm. so that's beautiful Uh, can you read the rest of the verses so it sounds like you were able to sing it like teach the kids Uh uh-huh yeah they sing it in the primary program or anything so we had it, it was kind of an awkward time it wasn't quite primary program and um we were moving out of the ward not due to the ward but because our apartment was so gross we had to get mm-hmm. out of there so but the primary program was gonna be in the middle of summer at about the same time that we were moving so i was like okay i gotta do this um and have the kids sing before we move yeah. so i ended up having the kids sing it on father's day um in sacrament meeting uh, because it talks all about families. And awesome. so, um, well, it specifically includes Heavenly Mother and that that was the thing that I was most excited about. <laughs> it absolutely, I mean, it's about families and it includes a verse in here about fatherhood and um, a patriarch. And it, anyway, so if it will, but yeah, we can go on to the rest of the verses for sure. Um, so the next one is the son of God is Jesus Christ. He died for you and me. So we can learn to be like him, come all who will believe. Uh, The Holy Ghost, the Comforter, he helps me feel their love. The Spirit, he connects me to my family up above. Uh, The last verse is, I know my heavenly family. They help me from above. And when I try to be like them is when I feel their love. So it's oh, got a very. Oh, I um... want to sing that song. I can't. <laughs> I want to hear it. Make um, me want to buy this right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's got a very bouncy tune, and it's yes. it's a lot of fun. It was it was so much fun for the kids to learn to sing, and um, yeah, really, um, universally applicable principles that the kids took to really well. Um, it was so amazing to me how 
the adults in the room were like, ah, she mentioned Heavenly Mother. We're teaching a song about her. And the kids were like, oh, yeah, mom and dad. Like, yeah, families. We all have families, you know? So um, it's just, it, it's amazing to me how, like, children come already with this idea, with it making sense to them innately that there is a mother and a father that lead a family and then I feel like we kind of have that shoved out of us through all kinds of things mm -hmm. and all kinds of experiences. And I, some of the ones that directly come to my mind are like being told not to talk about Heavenly Mother, not to speculate about Heavenly Mother, not to, you know, oh, don't stray too far. Don't don't think too much about that. Um, and it, I, I, I feel like that kind of pushes away some... Um, really natural ponderings and really natural ideas about um our divine family mm -hmm. yeah it's like with anything uh, you know as children we inherit the discomfort of our parents it's like if you ask your if you're a child and you ask your parents a question that happens to be related about sex or something mm -hmm. and their response is like well, uh, you know, and they get really mm -hmm. awkward and they, you know, then you, you inherit that like, oh, whatever that was about, something I need to feel weird about if uh -huh. I, you know, and the same, I think most of us have had those experiences with Heavenly Mother where as a kid, well, you know, I remember when I, I was like a preteen, I was like 10 or something and I was like, oh, so we have a Heavenly Mother, like what? And you know, one of my parents just said what whatever they had heard, which was, yeah, but she's, I think maybe she's too sacred to talk about. You know, we, we inherit mm -hmm. these this un discomfort. But then for you, and I know other, you know, song leaders and primary teachers who like, when you can talk about something that shouldn't have been uncomfortable in the first place, with comfort, you know, with, with ease, then you know, we're passing something down to the next generation. They're like, well, duh. Mm -hmm. If there's a patriarch, there's a matriarch, you know? Mm -hmm. well, I think it's important to remember, too, that it's it's not just our individual families. It's also our community as well. Because, um, like, my parents are just probably the greatest parents that there ever are. <laughs> <laughs> and mm -hmm. they just, they did a really... I, I did hear at home that the the misconception that I don't think we talk about her because we're not supposed to or because she's so sacred, um, but that didn't necessarily stop them from um, being willing to entertain me in mm -hmm. talking about um, Heavenly Mother or even in bringing up Heavenly Mother on their own. And so even while I grew up in a home where it like it wasn't not allowed to talk about her I picked up on that at church and at you know mutual and youth group growing up and at school because I went to a school that was entirely Mormon kids mm -hmm. and in seminary and um so while while my parents were awesome in that um it it was like the broader community. And I think that that's part of why I was so excited about the song is because I don't have any kids. I probably won't for a while, hopefully won't until I'm done with my doctorate degree because mm -hmm. that 
would be too much for me. I know there are many women who do. I am not that strong of a woman to be able to do that. <laughs> I digress. Um, but I just, I, I was really excited to teach this song to the kids um, because I was a leader to these kids and I was a part of their ward family and I was helping to instill the very foundation that these kids' testimonies and their faith and their whole religion and like their worldviews were going to be built on. And I wanted to make sure that I included Heavenly Mother and um, these ideas that we come from a Heavenly Mother, that we come from a divine family, that we are part of their Heavenly family, that our earthly families are made in the image of theirs like I just I wanted them to have these foundational things and I really felt like I was um I, I don't know just fulfilling my role as not just their singing time leader but also as a member of their ward family and a member of their community um who who was helping to instill some some good foundations there so yeah and the things you learn as a kid especially songs are things that stay with you you know, your they brain absolutely are just absorbs it. And later in life, they'll remember, oh, yeah, I learned about the father leader and the mother leader. So mm-hmm. beautiful. Awesome. There was a... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say there was another song that I, um, well, there were two others that I really, really loved. I mean, I like them all, all the ones, all the songs that I put in there are songs that I like. Um, but one of the ones that I had a lot of fun with um, was the rewrite that I did of Oh My Father, um, because that is like the go-to song where it's like, that's the one that's about Heavenly Mother. And it's not, like, she's hardly mentioned even. And she was written by the abs uh, um i'm sorry said she i meant the song the song was written (laughs) by the absolute coolest woman in our entire church history in my opinion eliza arsenault she was just a spitfire and amazing and i look up to her so much and like even even being like the only song that references heavenly mother and being written by like the ultimate feminist that we all look up to in the mm-hmm. church all, all of us mormon feminists it still doesn't even mention her explicitly it just <laughs> says is god single and then it says no he's not and then we all just infer from that i mean of course eliza arsenault was referencing heavenly mother yes. but it doesn't even say heavenly mother or like god I the mother says, in there. it does say uh Surely I, I have a mother there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So yes. it does explicitly say <laughs> but that's once it. in one verse. It, it, Yeah, and it's one of the farther verses. Anyway, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do like a rewrite of, of this song. And um, so what I did was I wrote a chorus. And um, then I took the individual verses and I kind of adapt, adapted them to fit a new melody. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. I really felt like it was um, not just Heavenly Mother, but also Eliza R. Snow sitting there with me at the piano, like, yes, like, this is what we're going to write. Like, this is how it's going to go. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I had fun with it. Do you mind if I read through this one as well? Please. So right. you included, sorry, you included the music too. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Um, and then I kind of wrote out the the individual 
poetry before each of the the songs um just to make them easier to read if that was mm -hmm. your jam and just what you were interested in yeah um so at the at the time that i was that i wrote this song and wanted to do the rewrite of oh my father and instead turn it into oh my mother um i was just really feeling really frustrated with the loudness of the silence around heavenly mother at church and how glaringly absent she was to me um it, it just once you see it you cannot unsee it and i was just feeling a lot of frustration about how often um she is not mentioned for absolutely no reason other than we just don't mention her um because it's not like we it's not like she doesn't apply in the vast majority of situations she does mm -hmm. but we're just supposed to infer her and i was very frustrated with that so um the chorus of the song is to um our heavenly mother and maybe even to our own mothers as well of mother did you ever feel like this mother how i need your influence when drowning in the deep help me steady my feet i need you help me um and then the verses i think were fun so oh my mother thou that dwellest in the high and glorious place when shall i regain thy presence and again behold thy face in thy holy habitation did i once reside was i nurtured by thy side for a wise and glorious purpose thou hast placed me here on earth and withheld the recollection of my former birth and life yet oft times a secret something whispered you're my child from a sacred home on high um, and then this was the verse that I read as the intro. I have learned to know the Father and thy holy precious Son. Now I learn to know thy nature like my mother to become. In the heavens are we distanced from the men of God? No, reason stares at the thought. When I leave this frail existence, when I lay this mortal by, Mother, Father, may I meet you in your royal courts on high. Then at length, when I've completed all I'm sent to do, let me come and dwell with you. Um, I had a lot of fun writing this, I think, because while the original was titled, Oh My Father, um, we immediately think of all of the verses being spoken directly to um, God the Father. And while that's great, I... Um, wanted to specifically have this written in a way where each of the verses were specifically addressing God the Mother, mm -hmm. um, and I just I had a lot of a lot of fun with that. I love it, and then the and then I love the chorus again. Mother, did you ever feel like this? Mother, how I need your influence when drowning in the deep. Help me steady my feet. I need you. Help me. I Thank can't you. wait to hear it. Thank you. I'm like, well, I need the music to it, though. <laughs> yeah, is there any, are there any other pieces that you'd like to share um, or t talk about before the end? Sure. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, goodness. So I really like um, the rewrite I did of Follow the Prophet. Um, I changed it to follow the spirit um, because prophets are great and I love prophets. 
Um, and while I do believe that each of the prophets who has led our church um, has been inspired of God, that does not mean that I think that they are infallible. And while I, at least I have heard um, people say a lot lately, like, no, of course we don't believe in the infallibility of prophets. Of course we don't believe that they can never get anything wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the moment you go and question something that someone said, that a prophet said, it is blasphemy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I just, I really took issue with that. And um, I had actually taught the song Follow the Prophet to the primary kids when I was in singing time. And it wasn't until after the fact um, that I was like, wow, this song is really like <laughs> not for children. It's not all that great. One of the verses is about Noah and it's like everybody died is essentially the point of that verse. Yeah, it's kind of the point of the story, and I was like, "This is not a child-approved story. This is not for children." The Much of the Bible is like rated R, really. It's it's just it's not for kids. So I was like, I wish there were different verses that kind of more emphasized like following the spirit, um, and um, anyway, in like a more accessible way. So, but I there's seven of these verses. I think there's seven of them. Um, I will let you just get the book and uh, read through them. I enjoyed them a lot. Okay. Um, and I hope you like them too. Um, but the I one do. that really uh, hit home for me that I wrote more recently um, is called A Woman's Prayer. And it is a, a rewrite of the song A Child's Prayer. Um so I, I know that not every um, person in the church or every, even every woman on this journey of learning more about our Heavenly Mother quite feels comfortable with praying to Heavenly Mother. And um, I honor that and I respect that because mm -hmm. the way that you pray and to whom you pray is a very um personal and individualized thing so i am so not about to say that you should or should not be praying to whomever um with that being said i had kind of been playing around a little bit with praying to our heavenly mother and um or at least to our heavenly parents jointly um because that just kind of felt right to me and there's, I feel like there's a lot of unjustified fear around praying to Heavenly Mother because what if you get it wrong? And what really bothers me about that of, but what if you get it wrong, is the answer is, then Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. if you get it wrong, <laughs> like, literally the reason of our church, the namesake of our church, like, the savior of us all if you get it wrong, if you're praying wrong, if you're doing anything wrong, like God is going to take your good intentions and like Christ is there to help you repent of any wrongdoing if there is any or of any, you know, malintent if there is any. And I think, I think it would be okay for people, at least individually, to start to strip away a little bit of that fear of, oh, but what if I get something wrong? And like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get stuff wrong. It's fine. If you get stuff wrong, then Jesus. And like, mm -hmm. he's the point. 
I anyway, think, so... <laughs> yeah, and, and they don't lead with fear. They lead with mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I sing this song? Yes, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you. This is... I'm like... But I'm like almost crying just reading the words while you're talking. Oh. <laughs> but this is like, yeah, one of my favorite songs, you know, growing up. So... Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Heavenly Mother, are you really there? And do you really not hear all your children's prayers? Some say that you are meant to stay away. But I feel you closer around me as I pray. Heavenly Mother, I remember now. Something that Jesus told disciples long ago. Suffer the children to come to me. How could that counsel not apply to thee? Peace, she is there. Speak, she is listening. You are her child, her love now surrounds you. She hears your prayers, she loves her children, of such is the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven. Woo! Thank you so much, Kate. Ah, I just thank you for singing it. And it just made my heart so happy to hear someone else sing it. And just, I I think this one is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I realized I didn't know exactly how to line up the notes with new lyrics, but... Um, <laughs> You know, I think whether you, this this song speaks to this, I think, whether you address your Heavenly Mother specifically, like, can, like, how do you, do you really not hear all the prayers, you know, Heavenly Mother, like, whether you include her, um, I just, it doesn't make sense that she would be, like, deaf to what's in our hearts. Um, if Heavenly Mother, if Heavenly Father can hear even the prayers we say in our heads. Um, anyway, uh, but that, that line also like that Jesus told disciples long ago, suffer the children to come to me. Like, yeah, you nailed it. How could that counsel not apply to thee? Thank you. It reminds me a lot of the line, um, something to the effect of would a mother or can a mother forget her suckling child Mm. and um if we are all children of god that means that we are all children of our heavenly parents not just our heavenly father but equally our heavenly mother and it just doesn't make sense to me at all that god the father would hold all the power all the responsibility would have all the interaction And that Heavenly Mother would have the effective responsibility of a cardboard cutout. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. And, I mean, like, when I think of going home, 
Um, I'm very fortunate to have come from loving parents and a loving home. And if that is the case for you, I think of hugging my mom and my dad. I, I cannot, cannot imagine going home and not speaking to my mother, not hugging my mother, not getting counsel or advice from my mother. I mean, I get all of those things from my dad as well, but the experience of going and visiting home would just be completely just incomplete, just just so incomplete without um, an embrace and counsel and love and um, experiences and interactions with my mom. It's got to be the same for, for, for (laughs) heavenly parents as well. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense. We Mm -hmm. just, we just got to make them see, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Line upon line, line precept upon precept. We have really super nailed the, um, idea of heavenly father. We have got that one down and we're (laughs) super great at that theology and that idea that is maybe the first line that we got. Let's go on to the next line and start including Heavenly Mother and acknowledging her and um, thinking of her and working to build a relationship with her in the same way that we do with our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thank you, Marlisa. Um, one more question, and I yeah. know that you probably answered part of this, uh, or you probably in some ways did answer this, but how has Heavenly Mother changed you personally? Oh, Heavenly Mother showed me who I am and showed me that I am loved and how to love. Um, yeah, I, I really deeply believe that it was Heavenly Mother who was the guiding force in um, just helping me with finding and redefining my identity as bi and autistic and adapting my life. Um, Well, I guess adapting my life to being autistic and accommodating that so that I can live in a way that is way more functional. I I really feel like she just kind of guided me through that whole journey of um, discovering who I was. And um, if you have not already uh, listened to Valerie Hamaker, I think is how her last name is said, and the Latter-day Struggles podcast, um, I have also just been devouring her podcast. And um, there was one where she was speaking about love and how like you really are going to struggle to overcome um bad habits or addictions or patterns of self-hatred and self-destruction if you do not first come to the realization and internalize that you are loved and you are worthy of love before you change anything about yourself. And um, I have very recently come to that um, realization. I am trying to internalize it. It is a big 
big thing to try and internalize. Um, but um, her hand was all over um, these poems and songs that I wrote, uh, the ones that we went over on the podcast and the ones that we didn't have a chance to get to. And um, I am so excited to be able to share um, this new book. It's called Praises, a Collection of uh, Hymns and Poems. And I, I really hope that people will see her hand in it and will come to um, know her in ways that they didn't before through, I hope, resonating with the music and with the messages. Thank you so much, Marlisa, for sharing it with us. And uh, before we started recording, uh, she told me that as a special um, gift to our listeners and our podcast, that when we publish this, which I'm not positive what week it will be, but from Sunday to Sunday, essentially, she will be running a discount on Amazon for this collection. So if you were, if you, you'll be rewarded for listening to the podcast the day it's, re- <laughs> it's released and rewarded kindly by Marlisa. And also you will be funding a women owned business uh, and a woman getting a doctorate in audiology. So look at you. You're just empowering the world. Women empowering women. <laughs> That's and right. being rewarded for listening to the In Her Image podcast. <laughs> awesome. Well, I we will link the the Amazon shop on in our show notes and thank you again. Thank you so much, Kate, for having me on. I really, really appreciated it. I'm honored to be on the In Her Image podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll share it. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can make a monthly donation at anchor.fm slash inherimage. We hope you'll tune in next Sunday for another inspiring episode.